Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. Uh, we are excited to be here. I am so excited to be here. And we are discussing this very now seeming <clears throat> more controversial issue, which still surprises me. Uh, critical race theory. And if you have no idea what that is, I don't know where you've been. Um, but you won't have to YouTube it today. You can just watch us. <laughs> we're going to go get into it. We're going to break it down. Um, and we're going to have that discussion about what it means, how it, how it will affect your children's lives in school, um, and what they will learn from it. Uh, and some of the controversies that are surrounding uh, or the, the supposed controversies that are surrounding critical race theories. And if you've if you watch some of the interviews, I'm trying to think of what his name is. Um, Lamont Mark, I think his name is. I'm trying to, I've seen a few of his interviews and every time he asks someone that opposes critical race theory, they can rarely explain what critical race theory is. Oh yeah. They, they can only, Lamont yeah. <laughs> that, Mark Lamont Hill. Yeah. They can only give talking points and he's, and they still never answer the question. Um, so, and it's, it's been several, several interviews. Um, but if you're still kind of lost and bewildered about critical race theory, we're going to break it down, talk about it, and dig into it. All right. As you can see, I'm joined by my panel of guests. Um, to my left, right, is my brother from another mother, E. E from in the building. Um, to my bottom is my brother, Cole Johnson. And straight down is Jay Hamilton. And if you're not following Jay on, at least I know on Facebook, he is dropping. Um, his, his soliloquies and eloquent nuggets <laughs> about all things uh, legalities, black culture, and of course, never forgetting reparations. <laughs> all right, so you guys stand back. Make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Make sure you invite um, other people in. Uh, tag somebody because I know someone has said something about critical race theory. What's up, Cheryl? Good morning. Good morning. And all of that and then some. All right, so let's kick this off. Get this down here. Spliggity splow. And we can go ahead and get started. All right, let me get my other brother in. There we go. Mr. Goodson in the building. All right, let's go. I didn't want to, I didn't want to catch Good that morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Ready to go live? Go to bit.ly forward slash StreamYard B-O-L. That's bit.ly forward slash StreamYard B-O-L. This episode is also brought to you by Self. Build credit now. Go to bit.ly forward slash now build credit. bit.ly forward slash now build credit. All right. <laughs> I don't know who did that. That sounded like it was right on time. <laughs> I was like, what happened to my stuff? What happened? <laughs> Sounded like a shutdown or something. Hey, mama, oh. great morning to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. Um, so the first question, of course, before we dig into anything else, um, and I'm gonna throw it to Mr. J because he's me and him have had most of the discussion. He's kind of spoke about this a whole lot. Um, what is critical race theory? What's up, Richard? So uh, good morning, everybody. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys. Um, critical race theory is something that really should not be controversial in America. Uh, just so you know, critical race theory is the study of how racism and white supremacy has permeated different institutions, particularly in the legal context. So it's not necessarily designed to change anything as much as it is to um, show the omissions or the things that have been done that are against certain marginalized groups in America and the way that that has impacted the legal precedent that we all have to operate under. 
Um, and it's it's a class I'm really came about in the late 80s and early 90s, uh, the pioneer being Miss uh, Kimberly Crenshaw at UCLA. Um, and it talks about everything from at that time, there was a huge case against Delta about black women their styles uh, were being frowned upon and they were being fired for not uh, you know, conforming to what the hairstyles were supposed okay. to be. And the way that that in and of yeah, itself is racist uh, and it has since merged totally remember to that. talk about things like the criminal justice system, uh, to talk about things like disproportionality. Uh, and so it's not anything new, but because of Nicole Hannah-Jones' uh, 1619 project, which is not critical race theory, um, because of that project, for some reason it has become a political talking point. Uh, largely for conservatives. All right, and if you've not <laughs> if you've not checked out the 1619 Project, it is a podcast, um, so you can listen to it, and, and it digs into each section, talks about from slavery pretty much until now. Um, it talks about, um, I think it ending off, if I'm not mistaken, about uh, land and the, the racial uh, you know, disparities with <laughs> With land grants and are of land loans and things like that and how they, it's crazy when you listen. You like this is happening now because <laughs> when I was listening, I was like, wait, did I miss some? Did I miss a timeline of dates? You know, I was like, this is 2020. This is 2010. You know, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And and when you hear when you hear the whites kind of defend saying that it's not there, you can hear it in their language. You like, yeah, this is still going on. <laughs> just just by the way they describe it. But anyway, so that's some of the backstory um, and some of the reference points that if you if you want to look into, these are the specific spaces. And I think, like, like you said, I think the 1619 Project has thrown everybody off thinking that this is part of critical race theory and has, has further divided. This has further divided the line, you know, between um, what's being done wrong and what needs to be done right. Um, so any, any of you gentlemen have any questions right now? I mean, I have, I have a slew <laughs> question, but I want to hog the mic, but go ahead. I, I got uh, a question. We, we we mainly oh, oh, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. E. Go ahead. Dude. No, you go, go ahead. Cause, cause mine is a question comment. I don't know what it is. It is for Jay. So uh, okay. he's going to have to give me some clarifications, but you go ahead. There you go. go uh, ahead, just, e. um, so the purpose of critical race theory is to identify how blacks have been mistreated or minorities appearers, particularly blacks and and have they found that other races are doing better than us that that you know what i'm saying does it prove that it's not just whites that are prosper that even like asians do better than blacks in this system so critical race theory doesn't necessarily identify who they're they're targeting as far as who's been discriminated against the most most it's not set up as a contest, but the problem is black people have gotten all of the brunt. So, so it's yeah. like, uh, because we've been screwed in so many different ways by the United States of America, yes. we're gonna be 70% of the of the book, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it also talks about, you know, Latino populations and the way that, you know, the, the laws have been, uh, have marginalized them. So it, it can take many different forms. It just happens that we're gonna be consistently in there. Okay. And and the piggy piggyback right off of that, I, I think you've answered my question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Um, so, critical race theory is essentially a flashlight. America has issues going on, and and critical race theory is just a flashlight to say, "Hey, this happens over here because of this. This happened over here because of that." And it just basically shed light on on improper treatment. Basically, it's. That's yes, that's that's the gist. But there's a there's a purpose to it. And the, and the concept is this in law school. What tends to happen? And I should preface this by saying critical race theory is largely only taught at the law school and graduate level. So there's no K through 12 right. like influence right now. Right. Um, yeah. But at, at the law school Facts. level, what happens is that you learn so much law and they teach you black letter law so that you can go out in society and apply it. But what critical race theory says is if that black letter law you're learning has some kind of racial animus to it, you need to understand that so that when you come out, you're not just right. practicing and perpetuating the standard. Right. You're actually challenging the standard. So yeah. now what has happened is there have been attorneys like me who come out and say, you know, in 1776, when you are 
under this constitution and, and declaring uh, uh, independence from England, we weren't at the table because we were at home picking your cotton right. for your pocketbook, right? right. So um, what we're trying to do now is create what I call black equity, where we say there are things that this country owes us we may never get, but we're owed. And certainly moving forward, we don't want to continue to perpetuate some of the things that have already provided so much animus in our community. And it, it, it some of the stuff is subtle. Some of the stuff is major. Like you're talking about um, standardized testing and the way that education systems prioritize what is, quote unquote, a prestigious school versus what's not. And gotcha. prestigious schools, you'll notice, don't have black people. Right. right. So right. so it's it's right. stuff like that, like the right. school systems, the benefit programs, the hairstyles uh, for certain jobs, like right. the way that we're trying to expand kind of the lens of what is the measure of equality in America, if that's the value that we're truly seeking. And I think the problem for that is once we start presenting that information and people start learning it in mass, then when folks know better, they demand better. And right. when you demand better, that shifts the power power down. So that's kind of why you're seeing this. Could this eventually be worked down to like that level, like the lower level in kindergarten? I mean, like, <laughs> hey, it, like, uh, like merged into the history lessons a little bit. Like, I see the point of it being taught in law, law school because, like you say, we send them out into the workforce, into the market. Mm -hmm. They can make. They, I'm, I'm glad it's being taught there first because they can actually affect change. But like I'm saying, can we bring it down to the to the children's level, you know, elementary, middle, and high, so that we could just like Dwayne said, make so it could be a flashlight and say, this is the country that you're in change it when you get in power. <clears throat> I, I certainly think it can be done, but I also think it's hard to, to talk about critical race theory if, to somebody who hasn't done the, like the law school part. Right. So if you don't uh, know what okay. the laws are, it's really hard to learn how the laws are set up in a certain way. Oh, um, and I think if I had to guess, this is why they tie it so hard to 1619. 1619 is just a historic study of all the ways in which black right. culture was um, basically exploited for white in profit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And because of 1619 and because it was accessible in an audiobook format, right. people listened to it. And a lot of social studies <laughs> teachers were using it in their high school classes uh, to say, this okay. is how we got over on black people and it's not right. And we gotcha. need to see equity. That's not critical race theory. That's just history. Uh, right? yeah. So, okay. so, yeah, it just okay. so happens to provide exactly. uh, an accurate portrait of it's, what critical race theory exactly. in America looks like. So, so, okay. So it's, so I thought, well, cause we are talking about, you know, critical race theory being introduced into schools and that's, that's been the, the controversial issue. Um, so do you think, and you know, my wife was asked me kind of questioning me about it was like, do you think kids should be learning this? Do you think it may make our children um, hateful of white people. Well, I, I'll say this. No, I mean, to answer that question as well. You know, do you think that that, that could happen? Learning <clears throat> this kind of information that way. I, I feel like this. I feel like our kids are already learning that, yes, but sir. they're being victimized right. by it <laughs> right right now. Right. So all it does is give them the information to understand why certain systems are the way it is. Gotcha. Now, if they decide to demand <clears throat> accountability, that should be what we want. Okay. But I also understand how. Um, with critical race theory, being at a law school, it's very different because at a law school, you're learning laws and procedures. In right. high school, you're still learning to challenge things. And what right. they're scared of is a whole bunch of black kids coming in militant, Huey Newton and Bobby Seale and Angela <laughs> Davis, and you don't get through the curriculum that you right. got to get through to be able to keep, teach it. Right? I got a question. Exactly. exactly. I was reading ahead of this, this, this curriculum. <laughs> You know, I mean, I you. like teachers don't want to deal with uncomfortable questions. You see right. how teachers get when we asked about slavery, right? right. And it's like, well, right. it was more like employment that was under. Like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But you yes. know, like people, people want to. Do yeah, the slaves were indentured servants. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, well exactly. you you got you got to realize too. And, I, and I'm not making and, and this is for laughs for the most part, but most of those teachers that was teaching us, yeah. at least the vast majority of people in this. Um, on this stage right now, right? <laughs> Our great grandparents were probably slaves. Yeah. Right. So, right. so when they talked to us, yeah, it, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, well, little Johnny. Um, right. okay, Cole. Um, yeah. 
So right. yeah, it, it was already messed up. Uh, it was a messed up way. It was like talking to the rape victim mm-hmm. uh, about how violent the rape was. Right. So it yeah, they they bad. were on pins and needles because most of them right. were probably good people who right. grew up in a certain way. But uh, the, the thing that I, I want to say is this: it's 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 on time because I, I've been looking at a couple different cities and, and the cultures and how. The black communities in those cities, two cities um, being Chicago and Jacksonville, Florida. Um, there's just two examples out of any. But if you look at life for the average black person in these cities, um, most people are like, man, y'all some animals. How can y'all live like this? What what happens to make you want to kill the person that lives around the block from you that you went to high school with and then you end up shooting it out with them and then continue? Next thing you know, 400 people dead in the summer. You know, that type of behavior. Right. But critical race theory, it explains that without I mean, if you understood critical race theory, you will understand that when you look at the city of Chicago, you understand how redlining mm-hmm. turned the south side, the west side and the north side of Chicago into the violent um, economic depraved area that it's become. And we all know what happens when you take away critical needs from people. They start acting out, and I and I even asked myself this question. I was like, "Man, why all these these gang leaders who just so happen to be prominent musicians or prominent hustlers or whatever the case?" I was like, "How do these guys pop up on the scene?" I don't even know if you guys know any of these names that I'm about to rattle off, but the, the King Vons, the Little Dirt, the FBG, those names, right? Or if you go to a Miami, the Kodak Black, the Trick Daddy, or any anybody, you take right. those names and you like, man, these some killers, these some dope dealers. How they get rich? Right. Well, I, I, I was like, God gave us all the same thing. What we see over here is people who probably could have been ministers, um, community leaders, if they were brought up in a different society. But we see what leadership in that raw form turns into when when a society has been corrupted by the greater society and critical race theory exposes that so right. I, I think some people hear that term and get nervous oh this no it's it's just telling the truth about race in america that's i think is that fair to say jay that at the at the heart of critical race theory is just being completely honest and not trying to oh yeah white people did this but they're not bad people. No, it's just saying that, hey, this happened. Right. This yeah. law was created, and this would happen as a result of it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I dig it. I guess it's like a, um, to me, it just seems like just a full picture. You yeah. know, like in 1950, this happened, this happened, and this happened. You know, like these are the, these are, you know, instead of, <laughs> instead of slavery getting a one page, yeah, and we enslaved the people. All right, then Martin Luther King came along. Right, 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 <laughs> you know, right. You know, like instead of the the skipping, it's a it's a full picture of what happened. I um, I do say though, like, and I understand what you're saying. Like, it's already kind of been slanted for years, for for decades, almost centuries. <laughs> that that you know, the educational social study system um has went one direction, or everything was kumbaya and happy and things of that nature. Um, and we need more clarification of what happened. You know, why why did they enslave and 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 why was there redlining and why was the Jim Crow? Why why why? And kind of like like I said, a full picture. Um, my my question is: So when do you guys think these topics should begin to be discussed, or how? Well, I, I love simply. It, no, go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go on, sir. In my personal opinion, it should be discussed as soon as you are able and capable of comprehending thought. I mean, uh, I I look at it this way. It's it's simple and it's basic. I remember having this conversation online with with someone who posts a similar uh, critical race theory question. And... And I said, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's necessary. We have to be taught this because it's history. This is something that happened. This isn't this isn't opinion. This is fact. And so it was a, it was a white gentleman 
who said, well, I, I don't need to. I didn't need to have schools teach us this, even though I did get it when I was a child. What, when, you know, children don't need to learn about the uh, racism. I said, well, excuse me. I was and then it's ultimately saying, well, I, I don't know if you were taught this in, in your inner, inner city schools, but that's OK. Well, let me put you this way. I was in inner city schools. I was in I was in suburban schools. And I can tell you from kindergarten to 12th grade, I was not taught this. And you know how I know this? Because I know no one was. <laughs> because most times when you're taught racism, you're taught it outside the home right. if you get taught it at all. Right. Or you experience it or you experience it yourself, or unfortunately, you you combine the two. So right. yeah, you have to. You you have to enlighten your children that this is unfortunately what has happened. Right. There's some stains of it who that still linger today. But of course, we are better people, and we can rise above it because there's ex- there's there's plenty of examples of those who have, and you come from a long line of those who have. Right, right. In a yeah. quick ten seconds, Cole, you're absolutely right. The fact that you said that um, is history. <laughs> we shouldn't have to give it critical race theory a name or a title. It should just be history. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. the fact that we got to give it a title shows. Um, how how that, needed it is. That title it shows a scapegoat. It, 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 there is history. There's no doubt about it. And I and the answer to AD's question, I do think you need to be taught that history. I, I agree with you, Cole. As soon as you can comprehend it, because um, they can break everything down. They can break the solar system down. I don't watch so many kids' videos with my kid. Like they can break every complex matter down the best they can. Right? I know what the ER right. is because of that. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Uh, thank right. God for uh, you, right? My boy, we used to sit on uh, Capitol Hill, uh, the bill guy. All right, so they, they will break. I'm they just break it a all down. Only your bill. What you know? Hey, yeah. So they'll break it all down, so they can break it down as soon as you comprehend it. But the critical race theory piece, I like uh, that Jay brought out that is, is actively being taught in school uh, with the with the law school. If it can move to all of these institutions that's holding us back. I don't know how you can do it. Could it be, could we have more diversity questions when they when they hiring these uh, Ivy League school principals? You know what I mean? Um, I know those are done in a lot of private boardrooms and all these golf clubs or whatever, but I mean, could, can we force the hiring practices to be different to make sure that we're hiring people um, that, that believe in diversity, inclusion? Um, also, can we do it some kind of way in the housing market uh, could we could we put some type of regulations, some type of teaching right at the core of the institutions that's doing it? You know what I'm saying? So if we're not getting land grants. What can we do with uh, I'm not sure who's over land grants. Is that the city or is that state regulated? But can we put that at that level? You know, continue to keep it in these law schools. Uh, some of this political science, like when we got our next presidents, when we got our next um, realtors, when we got our next uh DAs and judges, wherever that crew is coming out of, because it's the institutions that's against us. The rest of everything y'all talking about, like you say, is history. Can't change that. Here go the facts. This is what they did. This is where we at. But if we can stop the bleeding now, you know what I'm saying? In this traumatic situation, you know, stop the bleeding because it's still going on today. It's just it's just super like undercover. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't for shows like this, what Jay got going on, the 1619 Project, um, brave preachers like this preacher on here talking about this stuff people really wouldn't even know because we have the illusion right. of freedom i get the right I, all i know hmm. is that i'm way better off say that again because Ooh. i got more freedom so it appears like i'm good it appears like that was something in the past but if we could like put something in those some type of and i know people can fake it i'm just saying can we put something in those institutions can we get them involved in interview questions can we make it a part of the bar exam i mean all this kind of stuff like like could could, could it work that way i, I like i, 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 I like the direction to ever do the, the the private schools that those ivy league schools most of them are private schools which that private public line it changes a whole lot what they're forced to do and what they can do and can't do but on that private line um, because they receive no funding from the government, the government can't tell them what to okay. do, basically. But all yeah, those yeah. public schools that might fall under that category, yeah, go there, the there may be a like handful. Um, the government can dictate. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I, I want to say this uh, as far yeah, as these points. So I, I like the direction that you're going in, but I also want you to realize yeah, too. if you haven't seen it already, there is a very organized, very powerful infrastructure standing against all of that who right. wants to maintain yep. the system as it is yep. and perpetuate it for their kids. Yep. Call them so out, e- even, even though we can want all those changes, right. um, even with the private school thing, like now that I'm working at a private institution, what I've been able to see is students play a huge role in what the schools decide to do. When the hmm. students start speaking up and saying, all right, well, you know, I'm not going to come to this school if y'all aren't going to do X, Y, and Z, and they paying, you know, gobs of tuition, the, the private school will change, right? Like <laughs> They'll adapt okay. to get your money, right? Yeah. So I, I think there's that standard of it as well. But I'm also curious about what happens to our kids who don't have this information or access to it, right? And the hard thing for me is when you hear people who critique critical race theory, they're talking about they don't want kids to be uh, impressionable about it. But I'm like, well, it's still our kids getting hemmed up by police. It's still our kids getting disproportionately held back in school. It's yep. still our kids going into the prison, the, um, the school to prison pipeline. <coughs> so we can't, you can't this say is so- that because you're really only taking care of the white kids. You're not taking care of all the other kids who had to deal with deportations and all this other stuff that has been going on uh, really in large for the past 20 years. So I, I think that we have to be real in this country about what is the direction that we want to go. And if there are old you know, voices, <clears throat> Mitch McConnell, who want to hold on to uh, the old way of living well, like and maintain a, like a it, um, we have to take action <laughs> as a, a community I'm trying. to try to remove those mm-hmm. people and, and progress the values that we want. But until then, I mean, I, I've been preaching this gospel for a while, and there's a lot of people who don't like it, right? Like, yeah, right. I get the letters, I get the emails. There's a lot of people <laughs> that don't like it, right? But we have to do something if we're trying to have equitability. You know what's funny, uh, E? Uh, because you are on point with all of what you said, man. But this is basically to me a glimpse as to what will exist if someone were to push in that in that direction. So Martin Luther. King Jr. His you know his platform is was, was um I washed taught I think that's the best way to put it. Yes, he was for civil rights and yes, he was for human rights and yes, he was for uh, for equal rights for all men and women. Definitely. And when that was his plat when that was his national platform, the government was fine. They didn't want to do anything to dissuade him. They didn't want to throw him off. They didn't. No one do anything to dis- to disturb him. Once the argument turned economic, once he mentioned that there's these big time schools who receive land yeah. grants, but here's black people who have who been slaves and they haven't gotten a dime. Once he started to have that type of introduced into the national platform of his, right. died months later. Right. Mm. Right, right. The economics. Fifty-three years later, we still are having these types of discussions yeah. right. where, if any of us were to talk, you know, the government should provide money toward those who have been those who have been those marginalized and who have been here forcibly. You don't have a case here. You don't have a platform here. You should be silenced. Now, June 28th, 2021, you still have that now. Yeah. So it's funny that, you know, we talk about equality. But when economics is brought into the equality equation, that's when the silence happens. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's the money. As Jay, with all your dealings with this, I mean, I don't know exactly what involved in the maxim but i just know sometimes when you talk about these conservatives uh white evangelicals like that the church get brought up some kind of way has this been any kind of controversy um with church leaders have they been for this against this in your experience so i haven't had a lot of interaction with church leaders on this particular issue this is more so a politics thing so um, I've dealt with a lot of different people who, right. I mean, politics, you always take politicians with a grain of salt because their voice in a greater community that votes for them. Right. So there, there have been people who have been passive and saying, hey, you know, could we do it a different way that doesn't right. address some of the bad things? 
everybody to be happy with this everybody right. there, there have been people who were like you know crying from my cold dead hands you'll never get this through like right. so right. It, it's a spectrum right and yep. and at the same time what i also know is if you've read things like Lorraine Hansberry's A Raisin in the Sun, they right. didn't start off with burning crosses in the man yard. They started right. off with sending the guy to give him money, right? right? Here's money to not move in our neighborhood, right? Like, right. So, so I know it's levels to it, but at the same time, the my point here is I'll always be an advocate for black equity. And I feel like we are entitled to that. And it's not just, it's, it's going beyond equality of opportunity. This is about uh, rectifying economic damages. This is about rectifying the government's involvement in the systemic inequality and division of our communities. Right. Um, even the thing about redlining, like redlining and predatory lending all came about because the government influenced the housing market in a way right. to be discriminatory. Right. So yeah. we, unless we're willing to, to dismantle all of that, which will require, unfortunately, white communities to dismantle some of that privilege that they love so much. Um, <laughs> It's gonna be. It's gonna be. <laughs> and it's crazy, Jay, though, because yeah, like I'm, I'm torn. Like I'm torn whether it should be taught or not because it shouldn't. It shouldn't even be a discussion. That's that's why I'm torn. Why not? It, it shouldn't be a discussion, right? Because when we talk about history, that then that's why I alluded to that earlier when 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 Cole together. talked about it. When you talk about redlining, you cannot talk about redlining without talking about the language that was used. And the language used was specifically Negro people can't live in certain places, can't buy certain houses, can't be a part of the resale of certain houses in certain neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Stokely Carmichael, Fred. I don't need to be none of them people. To show that, hey, Congress, under under one of the greatest presidents we've ever had, under this new deal that everybody's talking about, hey, in in the language of this deal, it said that uh, when these house when these when these houses are built outside of the cities, that when these white people are selling these houses, they can't sell it to a black person. That language exists in there. That's not mm-hmm. language made up by angry woke black people. And see, this is the thing that gives me half the stuff that we talk about is things that all you got to do is look at uh, account of history and it exists without me having to open my mouth. So why do I have to open my mouth to tell you, hey, government, all these ghettos in Chicago and Charlotte and Miami and D.C. and Detroit, all these places that got black people that look crazy and violent. That was based on the exact language you started this with. Why do I have to come back and say, oh, yeah, we're killing people at higher rates in these areas because, one, we don't have unfair housing. Number two, we don't have the job market. Oh, by the way, number three, you've conditioned us to be savages in these areas. Why do I have to bring that up? That's my, like, it's crazy to me that Mississippi, I know if I ask any one of y'all about Mississippi and black folk, y'all can come up with some creative, mm-hmm. horrifying stuff. How come hmm. Mississippi didn't didn't teach that slavery existed? This is a state that was the epitome of hard slave. When when you were a slave in the South, when they wanted to scare you, they tell you they're gonna sell your mama down to Mississippi. They're going to sell your brothers and sisters down to Mississippi. But this is the same state that don't even teach slavery was real. Don't even yeah. teach that they that they were part of. I mean, it's in their state succession. It's in their constitution. I mean, there's historical documents that are gleaming that you don't have. To, but but we got to teach this. And the problem is the fact that we got to teach this. That's the problem. Right. I mean, Ashley says so. This isn't be so. Everyone is pro this being taught in schools and don't affirmative act. No, see, it's not being I mean, taught. It, it, it is yeah. because it's history, right? And if it's taught in school, they then have, you know what? All these young people, these babies that you see hugging black kids, Asian kids, right. and running down the street on these commercials, loving their little their little nappy headed black friend that they ain't talked to all week, and, and you see the commercials and they're like, "Oh, I missed you." 
That's so reality. There, there are um, several states that have passed a bill and signed it into law. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure how. I guess it, it gives them the right to introduce the critical race theory into these school districts. Um, so I don't know the law piece. And if Jay, if you do, you can elaborate. But I want to hand it off to Pastor. I know you've been in the building yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so give you a chance to talk. I know several of us, several of us here. So conversation constantly switch. And you're like, wait, you like the double that you ready to jump in. Like, OK, wait, nope, not yet, not yet. So, <laughs> so if you wanted to throw something in there. Feel free to do so. Then we're going to take a quick break. Morning, Pastor. No, it's 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 uh, it's a lot, but I, I I wanted to go back to something very very early on that uh, Jay alluded to when I was just listening uh, before I got on. And good morning, everybody. Uh, you talked about the the animus around uh, the issue, the, the the conversation, the topic of critical race theory, and and the reason there's animus around the topic is because there's still animus around. The topic. There's animus around race and ideologies. And, and one thing I would ask is, do you feel because we have so much evidence and yet we're still trying to figure out whether or not this is a, a valuable conversation to have? Is cognitive dissonance a religion, an ideology, a, a law, a narrative or an emotion? because clearly the evidence is there. Uh, you also alluded earlier uh, when you first got on, Jay, about uh, not having the, the uh, grad school level education of critical race theory. And, and I think it was Dwayne that alluded, and, and even uh, E alluded to it, you know, our children are, are taught critical race theory every day. The reality is our history is our history. How can we not talk about it because we live it? And remember, we don't live it because of the laws. We live it because of what drove the laws. Remember, the beginning is not the law. The beginning is how you see me. Right. It's how you have viewed me. You count me as less than. So if that is the foundation of America, that's what drives the treatment of people who look like me. It's not the laws, it's what's in someone's heart, it's what's in someone's mind. Yeah, and bro. so if you don't talk about it, if you don't, if as, as I think Dwayne said earlier, shine the flashlight on it because it's mm -hmm. all about awareness. We, this happens because of this reason. Well, guess what? Toddlers are taught, I don't like that person because they're black. Yeah. I treat them funny because Facts. they're black. I don't want them in my neighborhood because they're black. I don't want you shopping here because you're black. You know, my I have baby. to ask you what, how much money do you have can you afford to be in here? Not because of what you look, because you're black. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. And yeah. so it's it's happening every day. And we're talking about it. We're dealing with it every day. But no one understands the foundation of why what's driving the behavior. And so mm -hmm. if you don't and, and what I, my concern is. We keep wanting to talk about why people do what they do. The real question is, have you not recognized that there's no difference between us except the color of our skin? You understand? Because how I treat someone, it, you treat me different because I'm black because you feel that you are superior to me because of the color of your skin. Right. So if we're going to talk about critical race theory, we really have to talk about why do you think you're better because you're non-black? Where does that come from? Is right. it, How is that real? Right. Okay. I'm going I'm to ask a question when we come back about do you, do, you think, do you think people, those that aren't black, do they see the privilege? Or yes. They, they do what they it. take the critical race theory class. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've been getting away with a lot of stuff lately. <laughs> I, I think yes, they do. Yeah, they they see the privilege. They live the privilege. They understand the privilege. They but they the reason why no one wants to talk about critical race theory is because I don't want to lose my privilege. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And for all sure, right. if, if blacks get empowered, they're gonna kick all of us out of America. So we can't. We got to keep them down. <laughs> They're going to treat us the way we've been treating them. That's, I guess that's the that's probably the thinking. 
All right, so we're going to dig more into that. We'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Ready to go live? Go to bit.ly forward slash StreamYard, B-O-L. That's bit.ly forward slash StreamYard, B-O-L. This episode is also brought to you by Self. Build credit now. Go to bit.ly forward slash now build credit. bit.ly forward slash now build credit credit all right we're back and if you don't know what you're watching where you're at you're watching uh the brothers of legacy broadcast uh we don't stand out we stand up and today we're talking about the do the air quotes controversial issue <laughs> of <laughs> race theory um and before before break or that while everyone was talking i was kind of going through like i said there's several states that has passed a bill um concerning critical race theory um I'm not sure if Jay, if you know, because I was trying to dig into what the bill means or what is, I guess, it's allowing the states or the districts to start offering the curriculum or start going through the curriculum. Um, do you have a do you have a breakdown in that by any chance? I don't. I, I know what's going on in North Carolina. OK. Uh, OK. So North Carolina, we have a lieutenant governor who happens to be a black man who is very anti-critical race theory. Wow. Uh, he's very pro-Trump. So right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I what I think has happened is there has been a push to get critical race theory banned from the K through 12 curriculum. Right. Get it banned. Okay. And, Correct. and not included at all. The problem is critical race theory has not been in the K through 12 curriculum. So it's it's really? basically hot air for people who vote for them to feel like they did something. Right. Correct. Because it's not part of your K through 12. Um, now, what I also see, and this goes to Pastor's point as well, law is a very tricky thing because everything that you said about the root of why people do certain things as races, it manifests itself in laws. And the yeah. problem is that once you make it a law, then you have to have some degree of uniformity in its enforcement. And when you enforce things in a way that is racist or prejudiced in some kind of way, then that means that the system, it has a flaw. So what I do like is people at this graduate level and law school students who are coming out and saying, no, we're gonna take these flaws out of the system to make it, it's not gonna be perfect, but make it more fair than right. what it was designed to be initially. Right. And in yeah. doing that, you open doors for future generations of people who are becoming lawyers who can push the envelope a little bit further. Right. right. So now we know that people are involved in advocating for our kids in the education space, in the criminal justice space, uh, in, you know, even getting people into certain positions. We have folks in the room now who can open doors that we didn't have back in the 40s and 50s. Right. But now that we've got those people in the room, I think white America has looked around and seen, hey, you know, we got to do something to close some of these channels for people who are coming in. Um, so I, I just think the law in and of itself, all of our laws in America are racist. We started from a racist group. Race is our currency here. But at the same time, we have been able to do miracles to have laws in 2021 that are vastly more fair than they were in 1921. Right. Yes. Agreed. You said earlier that the reason why it's taught in college at the grad level or law school is so that those law students can come out and challenge the system. Correct. You also said that the motivation for bringing it into the school system is for the same reasons, because students will challenge the system. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, which means that it does not require it to be. I mean, it requires it to be taught in law school but it also requires it to be taught in elementary school, grade school, right? For uh, and, and Right, for balance. Now here's, the, so that they can begin thinking about it earlier. Yeah. I can't wait till I get to law school to start processing critical race theory. Yeah. It yeah. needs right. to be a part of who I am, a part of my life. I need to grow up right. with this broader range of knowledge and, and right. insight. Right. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's what's important so that right. I can change my behavior on the baseball field, on the football right, field, right, right, on the debate right. team, right? right. Uh, all of the, the pet club, all that stuff is the reason why it's more important uh, right. because we see 
we see pockets of racism in our schools being projected from child to child. Right. Right. And right. so the only way for that child to take a different perspective home is that we start talking about it in school. Right. Uh, and, 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 and so my, I would go back to law. That's the reason why. Why is it that uh, we have a Supreme Court where you can say, nope, I got to get this Supreme Court justice on here, because if I get this Supreme Court justice on here, I can keep things where they are. But if I, if, you, if I allow you to bring this one, this one is going to affect change uh, in how laws are written. Right? right. So now that begs the question, are the Supreme Court justices grounded in law or are they grounded in ideology? grounded right. in religion right? right because all of that plays a part when it Both. comes to the supreme court right. do you or do you not appreciate clarence thomas <laughs> do you or do you not appreciate ruth bader ginsburg i mean right. the, the questions come because as much as you have attained this high level of success and you're one of the top lawyers in the nation and yeah. you're setting precedent you're setting the laws in order but the thing is if you still think that black people are less than white people you're still a danger to society yeah yeah even if you're a scholar, what what are the yeah. top three uh, institutions that produce like the best lawyers? And is critical race theory being taught at those institutions? So I, I think the flagship critical race theory institution was UCLA. Um, okay. We've had people who've gone through kind of that school of training and have been placed largely at the HBCU law schools because that's what I attended. That's where I learned it. Um, but it's starting to spread out. So those people have gone on to take jobs in private universities uh, and they've spread it there. Um, I, I would agree. I agree with everything that Pastor says. I think the only pushback I have on it is it's hard for someone to understand the legal aspect of critical race theory if they don't have the legal foundation to understand kind of how does the court system view discrimination? Like what is the test that, that yeah. you have to do? And and I mean, but I don't think you need that. I think we can certainly do a more like generic version of right, race. Right. If so anything, that's, that's history. And I think going back to what Dwayne was talking about when he says, you know, but why, why do we have to continuously say this? It's because black history is an elective and your American history is required. Right. right so yeah. people who have an elective, they don't have to take black history. They don't have to learn any of this stuff right. to get through life. Uh, but I think that black history is American history. And right, we to, right. We have to combine. Oh, okay, stop right there. Stop, <laughs> stop right there. Stop right there. You said because I think, not you think, you know, you believe that black history is American <laughs> yes, history. Ain't that you, right? Not that you think it. You know that. Absolutely. Right? People have to be brought up to speed to understand and accept that. Right? Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. If I don't have a foundation culturally of why things happen the way that they happen, what you're saying is without the legal understanding, it will be difficult to argue. The case. And what I'm, my point is, if I am holding the highest office in the church, the office of the bishop, right? right and I never, ever went to school, never got a degree. Are you going to doubt my ability to perform as a bishop or are you going to say I'm not qualified because I didn't go to college to get my doctorate? No, no, I, I think you're still qualified for your um, for your industry. And the reason for that is because of the life I have lived. Not because of the book, not because of what they taught in college. It's because of what I know about scripture okay. and my relationship right. with God and my ability right. to interact with people. And right. it had nothing to do with formal academics. It had everything to do with how I live my life. Right. You understand? Right. And so we, we talk about but the Bible talks about uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. How can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? There's nothing that, that says it, when it comes to critical race theory, you cannot argue this in, in me, in, in my life. I don't believe that the barometer of my ability to argue critical race theory is based on law school. I believe that the foundation of my ability to argue critical race theory is my familiarity with it and my experience in walking it out. 
That's and, and so what the law does is it helps me to articulate better right. based on the world standards. But the reality is I know this because I live it. You can't that's like you know, that's like trying to put an insomniac to sleep. This is what I live. This is what I do. I'm never sleep on this because it's my life experience. Right. I, I, I put I put I, I think we're talking can, can, can I we're play, talking disparity. So quick? it's it's no, and, and then I'm like, because I, I, I got to bounce. So I'm going to play this quote because it, it, it basically takes everything that was said in my mind and makes it make sense. All and right. then I'm going to let go. I'm going to let you go ahead and jump on there. But this 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 quote, this this is what came to mind when I hear this. So y'all y'all know it when you hear it. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't say it. Say it, Jack. Say it. One on it. Who's gonna do it? You, you, Lieutenant Weinberg. I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. America. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. America. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor code loyalty Law. we use these words as the backbone of- yeah but his his whole that whole as great as that was it was what i call an oscar moment right yeah, absolutely yeah but the problem with nick jack oh, Nicholson's character in that movie yeah is he thought he was better yeah yep he thought he was right. better than the person yeah, so man, that's america which, honor, which you, you lose all honor the minute you think you're better than me right which which actually that is what makes your quote perfect Wayne because that's exactly what I when when we talk about racism in the grand scope of America the the reason why we have this existing is because like what you said pastor we have a group of people still in these times who still look at us as inferior yes and they and they approach approach dealing with us from a superior or complex and standpoint and until they see us as human beings true patriotism doesn't really exist because that is when that's when patriotism is supposed to happen when we actually decide to say you know what you as human being matter more than anything else more than the flag more than money more than disputing laws your humanity means more to me than anything else when we get to that point, then we'll let you patriotism. Until then, we're going to have these discourses, these discussions, and these incidents where we're bumping heads against walls right. because we know that we're talking to a bunch of people who simply do not know or do not want to know the experience of the black community and the black person. Yeah, true. Yeah. When, when, when I'm with pastors, what he's saying, we need to introduce some form of this early on a little bit more than just history. And what I mean is that we need to put it in a way that shows, uh, like once again, Dwayne with the flashlight piece, spotlights, not just what happens um, then. I think you. I, I don't think you can correct what's going on without having the history where we came from, right? Um, you, you, you preach a text, you got to give a little bit of the background to make sense of what, mm-hmm. we, what we're talking about. But with and if we can mix what Jay's saying with the law side, because yes. what I like about that means you can do something with what you're learning about. This is what's wrong with right. the system and you guys affected. So you guys go change it. Right. And, and not to slide reparations in him, but I think it's the same. <laughs> it's the same concept. When, when we start fighting for reparations, the first once once we really make the push, one of the first things we're going to have to do, we're going to have to start legally proving cases Right. Where we've right. been, where they took our money, our 40 acres and the mule. We're going to have to start winning cases right. in the local courts so we can have something to, you know, to take to the Supreme Court and say, hey, look at all these cases we won. Almost like what they were doing with the lynching. They were still trying the lynching, um, I, okay. trying to prosecute those people. So we're going to have to prove it. Right. Um, so you do need the legal side. But like, I think there is some form, man. Like I said, I'm not making that simple, but 
they be having talking vegetables and all kind of things. Right. Explaining stuff like it's we can break it down to that level to say, uh, well, little Johnny went to the store and he had money and they didn't give him. Is that OK? Right. 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 You know what I mean? Like you can do something. That's all I'm saying. Right. I, I um I truly believe like the, the the critical race theory is the long game to the reparations because if you get children you know of younger age to begin to learn what happened that don't look like us they're like man man what <laughs> and then you know when it comes time to ask you know you have a you have a new generation in power like you know what we we've, we've done those people wrong for a long time you know like you'll have more like man I learned this in school like I can't believe this is real like. You know, so I, I think the long term effect of it definitely will help as far as that portion of it. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll table that for another conversation. Yeah. Go ahead. Pastor. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I think that I think and, and I, I agree with everything you said up until RV reparations. I mean, <laughs> here's, here's my reason. I'll say this real quick. Go ahead. You got to go. It doesn't matter how much you have, how much of an advantage you have today. If you take my restrictions away, right. it's not going to take me long. Right. You understand? Right. Uh, and that's the only point that I'm trying to make, because what happens is I'm going to spend time and energy arguing over what I think you owe me. Okay. Instead of removing the restrictions. Right. Economists would disagree. Economists would say it would take you <laughs> hey, 246 yeah, years to get your whites. I, I understand that. But the reason it takes so long is because the limitations and restrictions are still in place. Okay. 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 I see you on that. Right. So what I'm saying is release the restrictions and five years from now, we're not going to have this argument. That's what I'm saying, because the uh, gifts are there. They're there. Absolutely. They just haven't been exposed. Still trying but to there's money to be. My thing is this, like, but we mm-hmm. after the Civil War. They did give reparations, not right. to us. They gave right. them to the slave owners. And right. it's not, I don't understand right. how they can be enriched. Right. But we continuously get nothing. Even further. And then have nothing to pass down in generational wealth. So I, I agree you. with you. I think black people are amazing. And I think that we'll be able to catch up in no right. time. Right. But we shouldn't have to catch up. We already right. are supposed to be ahead. And we can we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. So I'm going to argue yeah. for reparations knowing you may not ever give it to me. But while I'm arguing for that, you're not going to see this critical race theory coming from my right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> just going to push that. And we, we just have to build in building blocks because I understand like what we're fighting is exactly what Pastor said at the very beginning. We're fighting an attitude. We're fighting a mentality. Right. right. And right. you can't change how people feel about you, but right. you you certainly can change the systems. If they're going to make these systems affect all of us. Right. right. And you can change the systems. You can change the processes. And what A.D. was talking about is you can change the thinking of the next generation right. because of those changes in the system and the process. Right. So right. at some point, somebody's going to have a realistic conversation about this reparations and they're going to go back 30 years from now and say, Jay Hamilton McCoy was out here arguing reparations <laughs> 30 years ago. Here's his playbook. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, I, but you know, to me, it, uh, you it, know, it, a, a Jay Hamilton is necessary. Right. Right. Because right. Mm-hmm. I can argue this in my community, but I need him to argue this in the courtroom. Yeah, I right. need him to argue this in Washington, D.C. Right. That's absolutely necessary. Definitely. Definitely. Go ahead, uh, Cole. Uh, I, I was going to say that the, 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 oh, I will say the, the, the issue at hand is, is simply put, you have two divergent issues here in, in, in the, in, in the coin of, you know, reparations versus non-reparations. The thing is, the government makes money off it too. And I think that is the problem. There be money to be made off racism. There be money to be made off of subgenres of racism. Right, right, right. And when, and when you can take that out, I think you have something. I think you will you will advance. But if the government can still make money, we're going to still see the division. No matter if we teach children, it's the next generation of, wait a minute, this is kind of foul. It's changed now, actually, in, in, in society. You know, we're actually seeing some non-Caucasians say, 
Well, you know what? I may not understand what you all have gone through, black people, but you know what? I stand with you. Right, right, yeah, right. So we're starting to see that. Definitely. You know, we're starting to see that change reflected in society. Right. It's going to take more, obviously, but we're still dealing with an infrastructure that wants to profit off of pain and profit off of anger and profit off of vision. I mean, we still have states now passing laws saying, mm, don't even teach this at all. Right. Yeah. Now. Now. And that you know, and and so we're dealing with. I mean, so many different areas. Vote, uh, voter, uh, voter suppression, uh, education suppression, right. economic suppression. We're dealing with all of that. Right. We're seeing change, but we have to reflect it more. And I totally agree with Pastor. It's great that you have someone like a Jay who is in law that can actually affect that change legally. Definitely. And we need we need all of those voices in education, in law, in politics, Definitely. in sports, even in and, and thank you, Pastor, in church, right? Yeah. Where we can affect that change, where you, we can say, you know, you may you may see me as the occupation that I do, but there's a human being underneath this, right? And I have a bigger purpose other than the job that I do, right? To service. And that is what we need to push forth and promote every single day. Definitely. So we can get rid of this, this ignorance called racism. Right. You, you want to know what's funny? What's, what's funny is America put so much pride and stock in its racism. But without the <laughs> racism, we really would be a much better country. Could you imagine if we actually were willing yes. to contribute our, everything that we do? Look, we're getting ready to take over this Tokyo Olympics. You see these women that are going to Tokyo. Right, right. So imagine if we had all of this on a unified front right. in every aspect, military, politics, everything. We really could be the greatest country that this planet has ever seen. Right. But people would rather settle for small because what happens is if we're all equitable, it forces everybody to have to work. It forces uh, everybody right. to have to do it. It's something simple. It was my idea, not yours. Right, right. Right. <laughs> Mm. Exactly. It was my home run that won the game. It mm. wasn't you striking everybody out. You know, right. it, it was my last minute three pointer, not your defense. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I did all that. I did that. Yeah. Did like nothing David Great Brown. point, Jay. <laughs> Wonderful point, Jay. <laughs> right. Uh, Cheryl said, uh, thus the laws that are always on the table. Someone has to be the mouthpiece to keep the conversation at the forefront. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, so we kind of went through the line of explaining critical race theory and it's some of its origin, um, some resources to check out. Uh, let's see, what was the yeah, the jump? Yeah, I right, appreciate you, Pastor uh, Dwayne. Ephraim just had to leave as well. Um, we appreciate you guys being here, having an amazing uh, conversation. This, of course, is not the end. You know, everything that deals with race. Critical race theory always goes back to run me my check. <laughs> run me my money. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I, I know sometimes that's a that can be a, a tough conversation. Sometimes, you know, you just it's I think sometimes just it's unfathomable to see or to 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 realize like how would that break down? How would that work? There's so many black people, but it needs to be discussed, it needs to be done, it needs to be handled. I think, honestly, personally, I think the moment that is finally done, right, the moment that the bill is signed, the president, whoever, <laughs> says we're signing this in a historic moment with, you know, hundreds of thousands of black people standing behind him, like, we're taking care of you guys for the atrocities of slavery, and I, I, I believe healing can really begin, you know, because then... It's like stop tripping. We did we did our part. You know the government. This is the most we can do. <laughs> you know it's like you know what you did your part. High five. Good job. You know I think healing can begin. We can begin to move forward and and not continuously have some of these conversations. Even the critical race theory becomes history. Like and I'm I'm with Dwayne. He's like yo, this, why is it separate? <laughs> why is this a separate conversation? Why can't it just be this? Ha- in 1952. This happened, this happened, redlining started, you know, things of that nature. Like, why can't it all just be one history? So I think once we begin to heal this, the country would get better. And and 
you know, I want these dividing lines going. And granted, I know there's going to be some people out of jobs. Once we stop fighting each other, <laughs> you know, some people are their jobs on both sides. Black people as well. They're like, yeah, hey, sir, the war is over. You can go find something else to do, you know, because now we won't need their voice in that space anymore. They have to shift it. So with that being said, I appreciate you, Jay, for being here, dropping some uh, legal knowledge as well as your knowledge about critical race theory. I appreciate you. I'm uh, just throwing it out there. Jay for governor. Jay for governor. Gotta <laughs> get me assassinated. <laughs> it's still North Carolina, bro. Right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, thank you, Cole, for rocking and hanging with us to the end. Um, shift is still evidence of change. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Shift is evidence, still evidence of change. So we appreciate you guys being here. Make sure you Check us out tomorrow. We're going to have some uh, even deeper conversation, not really about critical race theory. It's just some male issues that I want to bring up. Um, there's a, a new Kevin Samuels on the horizon. <laughs> and this oh. gentleman is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going I'm to send you his. Uh, yeah, this dude. He is. He's something else. He's he's. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's not totally like KS, but he, he does speak some of the same rhetoric and he has. His, he's blow up shaded. I'm surprised he's not on everybody's YouTube suggesting. You know how YouTube you're like, how did this dude get on my suggestion? <laughs> but yeah, you I'm a, I'm gonna send something to you, Jay. And and you as well, Cole. But um, it's interesting. So make sure you check us out, same time, same channel. Um, and join our community. Text LWN to eight four five seven six. Text LWN to eight four five seven six. As well, if I didn't mention, check out tonight, Purposeful Forever. My wife and I, we are I can't remember what we're going to discuss, um, but make sure you join us tonight. And if you sign up for the texting service, you'll get our conversation as well. All right. So we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Same channel. Um, as always, know that we love you, but God loves you more. Be blessed. Stay safe. And always do the right thing. <laughs> Take care. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Ready to go live? Go to bit.ly forward slash StreamYard BOL. That's bit.ly forward slash StreamYard BOL. This episode is also brought to you by Self. Build credit now. Go to bit.ly forward slash now build credit. bit.ly 